Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show about overcoming adversity and making a difference. Your host, Philip Rampisa, interviews guests from all walks of life to help you succeed. Welcome to Power Tools to Success. This is a show where we speak to people that have made a difference, people that can help you succeed. We inspire you so you can go out to the world and achieve what you want to achieve. I'm truly excited today. I'm going to be speaking to Sylvester Chawuke, who is the founder of DNA Brand Architects. Sylvester has also been one of the most influential young people to represent Africa in the World Economic Forum. Sylvester, I'm truly excited to have you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm also very excited to, to be on the show. Let's get into it. <laughs> Thanks, my man. So, I mean, you are you are in, in a consulting space where you help people and businesses brand themselves. So today, I just want to talk to you about the best ways that small businesses can market their services and products and also brand themselves because... I mean, we know branding is hard because the space is so crowded and differentiating yourself and your products is not an easy thing. And, you know, selling is hard. So, Sylvester, what has been your lessons in terms of your consulting firm? What is prevalent in the market? What are small businesses struggling with? I think this is a really important conversation to have because we know that where we sit in terms of context, um, if we look on the continent and in South Africa specifically, we are in a space where a lot of jobs have been shared. A lot of big businesses have not been able to sustain those jobs. I mean, 11 million people currently are on the job market unemployed. Um, And we've seen that impact being caused by COVID-19 and of course the subsequent challenges, um, you know, regarding businesses being able to sustain themselves in that way. So we know that even though we've spoken about it for decades, that entrepreneurs um, and small businesses are essential in being able to assist with regards to creating products and services that allow for jobs to be created and of course assist in terms of the economy. So we are in a space where we are desperate for jobs. We're desperate for jobs to be created. Um, And of course, the jobs that are being created are going to come from small businesses and therefore how small businesses are able to market themselves and grow is going to be important in sustaining them and ensuring that that they grow so they can be able to assist us in terms of trying to 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 mitigate the loss of jobs that we're seeing currently so it is a passion for me too in terms of how do we ensure that these small businesses stay you know, um, open, but also that they thrive. And part of it is definitely around how these businesses brand themselves and how they communicate and how they ensure that they are relevant in the markets that they want to attain so that they can be able to continue to drive their products and services in the right spaces. And I think from the experience I've had is that small businesses in general, they always see marketing and branding as almost like the last thing on their minds. So it's not necessarily always prioritized. We focus on the product, we focus on the service, we focus on the business operations aspects of it with much more focus. And we perhaps leave the marketing and branding aspects of, um, of our products and services to a much later uh, stage. 
because we believe that we need to make money first in order for us to then start investing in brand building. And I think that's one of a challenging, um, I suppose let's call it a myth, you know, that you need to have millions of rands for you to start marketing and, 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 and communicating your small business. And I think that that's where the issue is, the big issue is around the fact that you need to start thinking about how you manage your small business on the, from the onset, uh, because it determines then how you show up as a business and how you are able to drive your business going forward. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that I've seen is exactly that. It seemed to be very expensive. And we know that nowadays there are many ways of, of you being able to drive your business and support it. And it's not always utilizing traditional means to do so that costs a lot of money. But I would be um, irresponsible if I don't say that depending on the business that you are in, or the category that you are in, there are certain ways to be able to manage and, and communicate. So if you're in the medical field, it's different than if you're in the banking field, or it's different if you are in events or marketing brand communication or uh, consumer goods, etc. So you do need to also be able to ensure that um, you are buttoned up with regards to the category that you're in and where um, the battlefield is and then how you are able to to drive and differenti differentiate yourself. And I think that, you know, we know without, you know, being laborious, I think key is the fact that you do it when you begin. You don't have to wait for um, you to have made millions first to be able to start investing in, in, in branding and communication. Thanks, Sylvester. So, say as an example, here I am, I'm a small business, I'm selling cookies. Oh, I'm selling shoes or sneakers. Or oh, I've just started, you know, the small clothing brand that comes from China or whatever. Um, how, how do I start? Say for, and I'm just assuming because I'm, I'm thinking like small business now. Say my, my sort of, I mean, my profits after I've taken my coast. Um, out of the equation a month, I make roughly 8,000 Rand or 9,000 Rand in profit, having taken all the costs off. And perhaps I'm not yet even, you know, I, I, I haven't franchised the business. I have a single business in a single shop, in a corner shop somewhere. It can be in Pretoria or Johannesburg or Durban or, you know, anywhere. Now I want to market this. I want to have more reach. Um, and, and that sort of frame, where would you say somebody could start? Because you are right. It is perceived as something that is very expensive. I think what is important is to, you know, obviously, you know, make sure that the basics are in place, right? So whenever you, you are starting at the cookie business, you wouldn't just start it out of the whim and just start making cookies and not knowing what kind of cookies are they going to be, where you're going to sell them, who are you going to sell them to? Uh, what volumes are you going to try to push? So I, I would assume that um, a responsible businessman would want to ensure that they are incredibly aware of who they're trying to sell the cookies to. So if you have a store, like you say, in a small store in Pretoria, um, already you know you are very specific about where you're going to be selling your cookies in terms of your immediate audience, which is in Pretoria, um, in the area that you are at. Um, for, for, you know, from a physical perspective. And of course, you could look at then, how do I then expand it outside of my area by 
having it available online through deliveries, through collaborations with other different restaurants, things like that. So there's a lot to to consider. So I don't think that it is um, fair to think of branding in the sense of, you know, on its own without considering all the other elements of the business that you're running, because they determine then how you are able to deliver, because it doesn't help to be branding your, your you know, your, 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 your cookie store as a national, um, you know, brand or in, or a national, um, you know, offering that's available in, in all corners of the country because you can't deliver it if you're not necessarily available in other parts, if you can't, um, you know, send it or sell it um, from an online perspective and be able to, um, you know, match a demand. So I guess what's important is that if you then are in a region and you are specific to the region, um, you know, from a marketing and brand perspective, you think, where do where do I find my people? Where do I find my customers? Where are they based? So they are based in schools, in churches. They're based in hospitals. They're based in in neighbor in the in the neighborhood, in hostels, in university residences. Um, you know, or they in they or they can walk past the store and buy. So you would be clear then about first of all articulate. Where is it that you think your people are? Where do you think you can deliver? Of course, because it's important that you're able to deliver um, where, you know, wherever that particular customer you're targeting is based. And I think once you have an understanding of where um, your, your audience is, and then you then think about where then do you communicate to them? So where are they based? What do they do? Are they on Facebook? Are they, in, are they on Instagram? Are they in the local newspaper? Are they in the local, um, you know, uh, news information board? Um, and it'll determine then where you want to be able to go from a brand perspective. So without complicating the issue is to simply think about where is it that I'm going to sell my product and where is it going to be available? And who am I selling it to? That then determines what my marketing strategy is going to be. Um, and I think that without thinking about that audience or the customer that you're selling it becomes very difficult then to know where to get them yeah no i truly agree though um sylvester when it comes to is there a pattern in terms of what sort of advertising um platform is cheaper um and I'm just asking because, you know, I'm not, I'm not really good in marketing and I don't have a strong background in it, but I'm just thinking uh, generically, is, is there like a pattern in terms of which means of advertising are, are cheaper if you were to contrast um, online and offline? If, if also you were to, um, within the online environment, you were to contrast the different um, sort of online platforms like I know sometimes I see um, adverts just floating around perhaps they're from Google AdSense and some could be from YouTube is there like a pattern in terms of what is considered as as cheap marketing yes um, there are two things we have to think about one is cheap marketing and and the other one is effective marketing right because it's not to say that because it's cheaper, it's going to be most effective for for what you are trying to sell. So if you are a luxury brand, a luxury product, it's going to be very different where you're going to be seen versus if you are a cookie um, you know, product or if you're selling cookies, for example, like you said. So I think what is very important is to understand um, the, 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 the costs 
associated with the, the retail selling price of your product and where it's available. But generally speaking, to answer your question simply, is that digital has really, really made it easier for anyone who is able to sell um, to be able to get that audience and do it in an effective way. And so if we go back to the example of someone selling cookies in Pretoria with a small shop somewhere, you know, you can be able to engage on Facebook very effectively. You know, the Facebook store is fantastic in being able to connect people in your com immediate community to sell. And that becomes that much more targeted and that much more focused. Instagram also, Instagram shops have been fantastic in ensuring that you are able to reach a particular demographic in a, in a specific space in an area and then do so in a way that's very cost effective. So I would say that digital marketing and, and of course we've seen people that are marketing their products on, on, on Twitter. So you can sell cookies on Twitter, you can sell shoes on Twitter, you can sell experiences and services. Um, and there are ways to be able to do that and without really spending not, not even a cent in fact as long as you've got an account and you are able to engage with it and, and follow people and engage with people those are similar things that you know we are seeing um, from a pattern perspective that digital has really become a much better place a much better investment particularly for small businesses to be able to sell because the the, the, the barriers to entries are much lower than putting up a billboard or advertising on radio or advertising on television. Those that advertise on, on those platforms, of course, are bigger and they can afford to, and they, they utilize those channels to drive it. But from a small business, from a community perspective, uh, digital media, particularly um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, you know, WhatsApp, Twitter, um, are very easy platforms to utilize for anybody to start engaging and selling. Um, and, and easily so as well. <laughs> Thanks, Sylvester. I'm, I'm going to let you go soon. I know you're a busy man. Um, we've spoken on the positive side of building a brand so far. And I think it's almost the final question. I think this is my second last question. Um, you know, I, th I think sometimes brands over time sort of lose their quality. And and that's just my opinion. If you know, if you look at other brands over time, it's almost like they lose their quality and they are not as impactful as they used to be. Something happens, I think, that makes brands lose their quality. And as a specialist in this field, I want to ask you on the flip side, how, how, how do you then protect your brand? How do businesses protect their brand and ensure that they remain um, relevant over time and that their brands have longevity over time mm. I, I think it, you know it boils down to three things one is a, um, a, a strategy um, so we have a plan um, the plan that is articulated that anybody who works on that particular brand is able to drive forward so let's not just be whimsical and or um, we shoot on the hip and just go as we go you know we need to be intentional in terms of what we are trying to achieve and what we're trying to to do so strategy is always important and i would imagine any businessman would have you know would think about how do i 
uh, drive and build this business. And part of that is around the business plan and the strategy of what you're trying to do and where you are trying to go. So brands that are able to stay long, and I mean, I'm talking about, you know, that brands that are over 100 years old, you know, brands that are 35 years old, for an example, that we all learn from, are brands that are consistent, you know, as well, which leads me to my second point. So the first one is strategy. The second, uh, the second one is about consistency. So the consistency of messaging and engagement, like what you're saying, is, you say brands lose quality over time could mean that they, they are now becoming inconsistent. You know, the what you knew about them and what you know about them now has changed and is no longer like how it used to be. So in order for you to manage that or to mitigate that, you will now have to be more focused on consistency of message, consistency of, uh, of engagement, consistency of brand building. It's quite important to make sure that you are always consistent. So if you're selling cookies, one minute you're selling particular cookies, the next minute, you know, you, you know, you're not selling those ones that people love. The next minute you've moved on to another thing. So people don't, don't know then what they, what to expect because you are inconsistent. And that becomes a challenge for brand building because people want to believe and be consistent to say, this is testic rice. It's always testic rice. It's always that way. You know, this is a Nando's chicken or this is a KFC, you know, or this is mom Esther's cookies. They need to know the consistency of that delivery and making sure that that is done. The third thing I think which is important, and I've seen it in my experience, particularly in order to make sure that there's consistency um, of, 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 of branding, but also that they don't lose quality, is um, measures and standards that you need to set in place to ensure that you're always meeting those. Um, so if I go to McDonald's, it's always going to look and taste like a McDonald's because there is there are standards that are placed within that particular brand from an experience perspective or food perspective, taste perspective, look and feel in the restaurant, uh, service ex you know, experience. So it's important to articulate the measures in place that need to be met every time that the brand is going out. Because imagine, you know, if you don't do that, then it depends on a lot on what who is running that or who is serving that at a particular moment and that's dangerous for for brands you want to make sure that there's a a very strong sense of measurement that always meets the expectations of customers across everything that you do and i think that's important and sometimes we we and small businesses we always under you know underplay that because we it's always determined by the individuals running the brands but you know when you grow you then realize that that recipe is important keeping that recipe um, you know, consistent is key and making sure that you're always delivering that. And if I go back to the cookie example, it's exactly that. If I taste the cookie and every time I experience it is different every time, um, it becomes difficult for me to know why. <laughs> you run away, hey? You know? Yeah, because... Kind of yeah, and sorry to cut you, but yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because... That there has been a shop where I was buying cookies and sometimes it's just too much sugar and sometimes it's no sugar at all. So <laughs> there hasn't been consistency and I haven't been loyal to the brand. You know? Yes, it's very difficult. And I think we can learn a lot from other brands and we can learn a lot from what we experience from other experiences because sometimes you know we forget that as as entrepreneurs we also consumers you know so we also go into different spaces we know what we like the most because of the experience that we get and the consistency you know that we get but if you're selling cookies and they're always 
you know, the taste is just moving as and when, then it becomes very difficult for you to build a, a network of customers because they don't know what to expect. And every time you buy something is different, you, you, you then don't become motivated to buy because the minute you ex experience a different, a, a different taste that you used to, it, it actually puts you off. You know that particular brand so it's important that we we we, we are um like i said you know you you know, we have to make sure there's a strategy there's consistency and there are measures in place to make sure that you meet the those measures and it's all linked to each other really uh sylvester thank you so much for being in the show i know you're a busy man but i really appreciate the time you've given us today and what you've shared with our listeners for people that you know want to start and you know run their businesses and keep them protected and keep their brands intact. You've really given us a mouthful. Are there any final words that you want to say before I let you go? Yes, I'd love to just say that, um, you know, COVID-19 has really turbocharged a lot of businesses into the digital space. And I think a lot of the conversation that we've had is really, you know, hinged on that. Um, you know, when we had the lockdown, shops went open so you're not able to trade um you know restaurants were closed so the people were not able to order in um you know their food so this last seven months has really taught us that to be visible and to be very digital in our approach it has benefits right because then you always are able to engage with customers when your physical store is no longer there or when um people aren't able to come and experience something in your own store they can do it in, in a digital way so i think that the lessons have been very 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 encouraging in in that you can be able to drive branding and marketing and communication in a cost-effective way in a, and making sure that you are able to manage how your product and your service is experienced in a cost-effective way to communicate to consumers or engage with consumers in a cost-effective way. And I think that we must all take this as an opportunity to build on that digital um, you know, platform and, and framework and networks and relationships in order for us to continue to build our businesses and grow our, 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 our businesses through engaging with more customers and getting them to come back for more and more and more and more and more and more so it is a challenging time for businesses and particularly for small businesses because we get affected quite easily when there are major challenges that are happening like COVID-19 for example but there are tools available and utilizing those tools those digital tools has been of great support to a lot of small businesses that are still operating today. Somebody might listen to the show and perhaps love to reach you how do people reach you, Sylvester? Mm, simple. I'm on, on, on um, all platforms, really, from LinkedIn to Facebook um, to Instagram and Twitter. And the handle is Sylvester Chauge. You can also go to our website, dnabrand.co.za. It'll tell you a little bit more about us um, and what we do and how we've been able to support brands, um, you know, not only during the last couple of months of COVID-19, but in the last eight years. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your humility. God bless you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, and to all entrepreneurs listening, we need you. We need you and we need you. So hang tan. Um, don't forget the dream. You know, tough, tough times I know and tough times that I've been experienced, but we will get through this. 
and hang, you know, hang, hang in there, hang in there. Hold the steering wheel tight. Well, you've had it all right here on Power Tools to Success. Hold the steering wheel tight. Remain inspired. Move all mountains and obstacles that stand in the way of your success. Do not dare give up on yourself and your dreams. Thank you for joining us. To consult, reach us, or subscribe to our newsletter, please visit www.philiprampisa.com.